You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassion pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. I was uh, inspired by Akira Schmidt and uh, his family that named him. And his brother after Dragon Ball Z characters. I thought, uh, wow, that was pretty cool. Uh, That's pretty cool. Akira Schmidt, of course, taking care <laughs> of the New Jersey Devils, not single handedly, but uh, pretty made it look pretty easy. Um, did I say taking care of the New Jersey? I guess taking care of the New taking Jersey Devils, taking care of the New York Rangers. Um, there we go. yeah, lest we uh, like, forget that Matt's kids are named after wrestlers and Star Wars characters. That's right. Tristan's aboard. We know we're delivering Tristan's favorite uh, yeah. show topics of the year. Chewie's aboard. What is up, What's up Chewie? Um, so today we've got uh, Oliver Moore and Gabe Perot are going to be a part of the conversation today. The U.S. Uh, development team um, is really catching my eye. I got to say, it's probably got a lot to do with how well they're performing recently um i think we have to touch on uh who everybody's kind of labeling as uh, part of the iser plan 2024 version mike when we which it's just it's so funny to me but uh cole eiserman of course uh rocking and rolling you know um, <laughs> but um, he's tracking right now to be like the first pick so of course we would have to uh yeah. you know it'd be great to draft eiserman a part of the eiserman the Iser plan. Yeah, that's the, uh, the new Iser plan. Uh, that would that would also mean we uh also Blake thrown in there. Trade those picks, Steve. <laughs> well, I was Florida gonna just barely got in and could go all the way. And then a go Sherrod, and then a six sign. So we can tell that he felt ill after he said go Sherrod. Understood. Thank you, Blake. Uh finishing my thought. Um you know I what? I can't remember. I can't remember what it was now, to be completely honest. Oh, uh, right. I was going to say, that would mean we'd have to suck ass again for Eiserman uh, to be on the docket. Jared Shaw, ha-ha, to Boston and <laughs> New York Rangers. Real quick. Yeah. I, I guess we're going to go over all the losers here because we're going to talk about some free agent possibilities and some uh, some trade possibilities I think are fun. And, and some teams more than others. I think we, uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about Winnipeg's situation and how much fun that is to dissect. Um, it's crazy. By, by the way, the uh, legit trade rumors have—they're uh, already coming in, Matt. Oh, uh, Ken Young suggesting trade Shrat to Florida for a first rounder. Ooh, Ooh. I feel like uh, we'd have to throw in uh, maybe Larkin in that deal for that valuable Florida first round. I mean, we're already giving up one of the pillars of the team. We might as well give up two pillars in that trade. Absolutely. Uh, and Jared, with an important question: Why is Matt out of uniform? Matt, um, oh, whoops, your one sec. Let's see, Matt, he's going behind the curtain right now. 
Let's see I'm looking for hats. Okay. There he is. Matt there we is go. back. NHL emblem ready for Jared. Um I'm going I'm going a little red, white, and blue today, but still repping the you should have worn your Kraken shirt. What are you thinking? Because I'm ordering a Kraken jersey because uh, I am ready to sniff some Kraken. <laughs> I'm, I am high on that team. Don't you have a Kraken shirt? I do. Uh, I, get, I get a lot of wear out of it. Uh, it's actually in the laundry. Jared Stick says, uh, just looks so out of place when I, I didn't have my hat. Um, all right. So first round of the playoffs. Let's We'll yeah. talk about it for a second here. Yeah, I, that was one of my favorite first rounds ever. Um, I was uh, it was one of those things where I was kind of catching up on uh, significant other TV watching. Right. You have your programs you have to watch together. And I was yeah. watching basically just had Florida and Boston on uh, on my phone. And then it was like, mm, sorry, we are uh, we're doing the old switcheroo here as uh, Florida just tied it up. We're going to watch overtime. <laughs> it was uh, it was beautiful. I uh, I loved. I love I you know what even the excitement um and the the drama involved with Toronto like it would have been so much fun to see Tampa take out Toronto again but um there's something so much more fun about what looks like could happen with Florida and Toronto so far um of Toronto making it to the second round and just being like ah I don't I don't even I don't even know I don't even know what to do now yeah a lot of uh, a lot of fascinating narratives um <laughs> and then we'll get our asses handed to us no yeah you're you're right um a lot of a lot of fun narratives um you know with the with the ne'er-do-well defeating you know basically a perennial cup contender um you know the uh the famed team who who really knows how to manage that cap um talking about you tampa um and then the rangers go down that that one was uh that was a little surprising for me i thought the devils would uh you know, take a, maybe another season or two to actually win around. Um, and I'm glad people like uh, Greg Wyshynski were holding on to some receipts uh, because he called out the Devils being good, I think, in November this year, uh, like topping out in the division. Yeah, and, uh, but he's a Devils fan, so he says that every at the start I of know, every season. But I know, but I appreciate when guys hold on to the receipts like that. <laughs> I like I like doing that. Uh, just like I'm holding on to my Valeno receipt um, for his uh, alleged um ascent into the rafters in every all-star game uh not gonna happen um but anyway um no really excited about the the devils moving on that except for uh our our boy uh severson he's gonna get a big old bag and uh i don't know because i i asked you about it i don't know if we're gonna have time today but I don't know if like some of the eliminated teams, if there's any of the free agents that kind of wet your noodle at all. Um, yeah, I uh, I put some slides together, but let's get the let's get this one out of the way. This is, oh, this no. is the sad one. We got to start um, with the sad stuff first. Okay. Yeah, while you guys are, are on YouTube, you could see, by the way, uh, just got to point this out again. Uh, 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 our sponsors, uh, DraftKings as always, and uh, Raycon, back on the board. Use promo code THPN for both. Of course, uh, DraftKings always has fun things that you could take advantage of, which uh, I took advantage of uh, for that first round in the playoffs, and I was very successful, um, including my uh, my bet where I did pick Florida and Seattle. Uh, your man made some money. 
Uh, and of course, Raycon, you get that 15% off if you guys want to try out the earbuds that mimic the sound, but not the price. Some of those higher competitors. Any hoozles, Mike. <clears throat> I don't know how to transition out of that, but we wish that Simon Edvinson was duplicating the not being injured by Morris Cider last year. <laughs> That was a great segue. Man. <laughs> you like it. that one? Unfortunately, um, he just had surgery. That uh, so I love that the Detroit Red Wings Twitter was like, "Okay, everyone, May first, the surgery was done. Recovery time is expected to be four to six months. Keeping in mind, as we put yeah. in our graphic, <clears throat> May first was when the surgery was done. So, if we all put on our um." Uh, Let's get our abacus. Is it abacus? Is that the... abacus? That is yeah. a word. Yes. Everybody, get your abacus out. One month, Mike. That would be June. Two is July. Three is August. Four. September. Maybe. Four. Are we not going to rush our super duper valuable <laughs> left side defenseman? That's our future. No, we will not rush him. October and November. All right, so, so he's gonna probably miss the first month of the season, right? Can I can I make a further argument that if things aren't going great in October, let's just, we'll just pump the brakes across the board here. Let's just, let's let's give him some time in practice. You know what I mean? Like things aren't going great. I don't. I do not expect even at the six month recovery period we'll see him. I saw a lot of people saying like, "Perfect, in time for training camp." Don't rush my boy. Keep him. Keep him secret. Keep him safe. This is our one ring, Mike. Um, but it's sad news, right? I mean, this is a bummer. Um, this is this is even like a surgery that wasn't even on our radar. Like it's just, hey, surprise! Uh, one of the things you were excited about next season, like now that we're through our season ticket rush promotion, we'd like to let you all know that <laughs> Simon Edmondson will start the year injured. <laughs> As long as the recovery goes according um, to plan. Um, I will say, does it mean that obviously, I said that obviously part? we're bummed out, right? That he's hurt, but yeah. I do feel kind of good that it's just a shoulder. Because when this stuff, you know, these kind of injuries, long, you know, with long-term uh, recovery plans, anytime it's like ankles, knees, you know, uh, groins, legs, where these guys can't even skate, and then they come back and they look ice cold. Yeah. Um, you know, it. it it's not just the recovery period. It's okay. Then when is he actually ready for hockey period? Um, so at least shoulder, he can still get on the ice, um, you know, still work on some stuff. So I'm not, I'm bummed, but I'm not, this, this isn't, you know, devastating news. Um, and then, you know, it, he will probably just miss like the first month of the season. He'll, he'll be fine. Right. I mean, we're also talking about a franchise where maybe it's a little tongue in cheek, but we're all kind of like, Ooh, Look at Cole Eiserman. That would be so much fun to get the first pick and draft him. And then, you know, like that's, again, maybe maybe jokingly we throw that out there. But the, the, the expectations aren't exactly standing, Stanley Cup next year. So, um, yeah, like with Dan B, I'm, I'm sad, but I, we'll be okay. Um, all right. So what's going on? Righteous throws out there. I'd like to see Carolina make it. But I live in North Carolina, so it's only fair. Uh, that's actually, what did I pick? 
I have Carolina winning the cup over Edmonton. Which, by the way, Mike, I got 69 points on my uh, NHL oh, bracket challenge. Um, we, uh, I, I just mentioned Righteous's uh, comment here because we're going to transition to do a little bit of talk on some potential. Um, I don't know. Let's let's do some future conversations here on some of the guys who, uh, some of the teams, franchises, uh, GMs, coaches <laughs> uh, that. Um, didn't do so great and you you kind of you panic right you you go into like either retool mode or uh you are in just busted up um and i brought up to brink it because that was what uh, we kind of played this game last week like with what what is out there what can improve this team and you kind of like those finishing numbers from to you kind of like the even strength offense he's bringing we always struggle on the power play We've seen some some movement forward. We've seen some improvement. So that name kind of works. So with that being said, let's talk about Winnipeg. <laughs> um, this is where, I mean, this is where you go hard into Winnipeg, right? Like there's conversations coming from Connor Hellebuck, one of the best goaltenders in the league, Blake Wheeler, um, I mean, a, a real leader figure in the locker room calling into question his own coach and his, his coach walking into post-game press conference after being eliminated and just throws out there, <laughs> overall thoughts? I'm so disappointed and disgusted right now. And then he calls out his own players and says, we talked about this in January. This team was if we, like putting out this effort. They weren't going to go anywhere. And my guys did not put out the playoff effort. And um, basically, the response was either Connor, uh, Connor Hellebuck going, my main goal is to win a Stanley Cup, and I'm starting to run out of time, and I can feel it. <laughs> what a fun thing for fans of the Winnipeg Jets to read in the newspaper. Right. Um, and then Blake Wheeler kind of calling out his coach going, hey, he could have been honest with us. We could have had those discussions behind closed doors. So I didn't agree with how he handled himself after the game. Announcement, Rick Bonus, he's not going anywhere. So who does go somewheres? Probably all those bums that Rick Bonus is talking about. <laughs> but uh, there's one bum in particular I've got my eye on, Mike. Nikolai <laughs> Ellers. <laughs> 26-year-old 20, winger. Phenom. Yeah. Yeah, Phenom, of course. Um, 95% projected war for anybody, uh, listening on the podcast. So can, we pulled up, uh, the old J fresh. No, I do want to talk part. about Nikolai. Can you go back to the quotes real quick? Oh yeah. 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 No, I was just going to say, uh, <sighs> Hellebuck, I don't think he deserves like grief for what he said. His goal is to win a stand the cup. He's running out of time. Yeah. Uh, you have a finite amount of time that you get to be, you know, a professional athlete before your body starts to fail you. So for one, yeah, I think, uh, he's totally within his right to say that. Um, and I feel like ownership and management, uh, I, I, I don't know about, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of always deciding, well, is it the coach or is it the players? Cause we got to reset, you know, one of those two things. Um, and I, this is not a team devoid of talent. I, you know, especially as we're about to look at a few of the really good players that Matt wants to pillage um, and throw in some of our extra draft capital to acquire. Um, 
So yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe it's the coach because I feel like that would be a much easier sell to the fan base uh, rather than you know uh, making trades with Steve Eiserman um, that they'll probably come to regret uh, you know for the next five to seven years. Um, and I just I gotta say like I, I agree with Connor uh, with Wheeler. Uh, we could have had those discussions behind closed doors. I yeah I guess I mean heat of the moment like you know one of those pressers where they're like oh what happened. Um, I can't stand when these guys are just, you know, have to pretend that they're not human beings that, you know, are going through really tough emotions and frustration. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know why you shouldn't be, you should have to feel guilty for being, you know, a little bit honest with the, you know, how you feel. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, never a great situation when you're the team on the losing end. Um, I just, you know, the, the. Probably the likelier option, rather than uh, making a series of trades with Iserman, is probably getting rid of the coach. Um, even though I feel like he's really, you know, within his right to be disappointed, to be disgusted, and uh, you know, he's probably upset because some players playing the way they did probably are going to cost him a job. So, well, let's see. Where do we want to take the conversation? Because I, I mean, uh, we could bring up. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't have to spend too much time, but I just, you know, I thought throw that in there. Yeah, no, I, uh, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. You're not pointing out anything um, that doesn't make sense. Um, it is, it, it's just the conversation for me pivots to let's look at cap friendly and find who's, uh, you know, going to be nice juicy trade bait for Steve or a UFA. Uh, that we could go after maybe an RFA uh, Pierre Luc Dubois could be some combo conversation here of um, uh, you know a free agent heading to the market and maybe we get those RFA rights through trade and you know it's expiring we don't we don't have to give up too much um, but the reason I go into that conversation is just because at least the the word is out there right that uh, bonus is is sticking around. And I think I think it might be to the point, and you, and you brought it up again. Was like, maybe it's not the worst thing that these guys speak their mind because it's not like this Winnipeg group, like the core of it, hasn't had a few shots and failed. And let's also not pretend like Connor Hellebuck doesn't drag these guys through the regular <laughs> season to get to this point. So it's just time to. Maybe for them, I'm saying, maybe time for them to just find some ways to retool over a couple of seasons with some draft picks um, or, you know, what have you. But, uh, you know, I have up their cap friendly page again. I'll bring this back up here. Uh, doop. I got to be honest, like for me, there isn't too much on here that I am too juiced up about from the ufa conversation so that's why like uh like you said mike uh, and you had me take it down uh i had my nikolai ellers call out there um and uh if we if we take a quick look here uh we're not talking about the cheapest contract in the world uh but like we saw he's he's, he's a 90 what was that 96 95 95 yeah. war i mean this is a guy that uh puck goes in the right direction when he's on the ice you know, like that's the long and short of it. And I don't think I can say enough how badly I want to see more guys on this team with that finishing percentage in the nineties because they're out there. Um, and you got to take advantage of a team who 
might want to make some moves to make sure some season tickets are moving or just make sure the fans know that there's something going on. And that's where Steve comes in. And maybe it's not a trade that they regret. Maybe it's a trade that makes sense. Steve gives a lot and Steve gets a lot. This is this is an analytics darling, by the way. Jay Fresh loves Nikolai Ehlers. Um, our boy Dom Luschizen uh, is always asking for more minutes because you can see on Jay Fresh's player card here, he gets third line time on ice despite all of the success he has, uh, even strength offense-wise. So just putting it out there. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe both sides can win. And for us, I think there's so many holes. And, you know, if we want to say... Marco Casper's got a spot. He's got a center spot coming up this season. We have a Dylan Larkin. We have an Andrew Cop. So let's get some wingers in there with some finishing touch, right? There's an option. Take advantage of this team that uh, is probably going to get more desperate as as the seasons go on. Um, yeah, I don't hate it. Um, this does feel like a trade, though, um, where you'd have to give up quite a bit. just depends on where the value's at you know like this is when you're pillaging a team that's gone out and had some i'm gonna say pr trouble you could package some draft picks that are existing this year with the wingdings and and make something work and it doesn't even have to be uh too deep you know like we we would still get a great first round pick and um dare i say two first round picks and we've got a chunk of second and thirds we can play around with too. Um, I don't know if you have the J Fresh fired up, but Tristan also thrown in his uh his trade offer for Kyle Connor. So it'll be yeah, seven we... seventeen overall. Um our own first the next season, and then Zadina. But um I think the only issue with that trade is it's just two firsts. Um, I don't think Zadina has the weight to like carry a trade like that. Like, you know, usually wants some sort of NHL level player if you're going to get picks and uh, Zadina's borderline um, NHL. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, we're talking about a guy that struggles to stay in the lineup on a team that's been at the bottom of the barrel for a little bit here. So, you know, just being completely so that, honest with ourselves. Do you think that Winnipeg would really put him up on the block. So I feel like it would have to be, you know, the, you know, um, like Tristan uh, thrown in there, Dubois being a little bit of a cancer. I feel like if you're going to pillage, they're going to want to get rid of him first before they're getting rid of um, Ellers. I don't know if, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you want to get in the conversation of like, well, do I want the guy who I'd rather have or do I want the guy who's going to be available? Cause that's like, that's the conversation I want. That's the conversation I expect Steve Eiserman to have with himself. Cause I expect him to go after one of those guys. Here's Kyle Connor at his 80% war, a uh, 25 year old left winger gets those first line minutes, um, has the finishing touch at the 92%. I mean, it's great finishing numbers for a team that is always labeled as like, well, they need a goaltender to drag them through for a victory. Um, 
I think both of these guys are great options. I, I actually, uh, I was distracted there pulling up this uh, player card. But what did Tristan say? Kyle Connor for 17th overall pick, Sedina, and our own first from next year. Oh, man. That's a lot. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the market. Plus, I think you'd have to probably have a sexier piece than Zadina. It would have to be a guy that you're, you know, kind of excited right. about. Yeah. The, the draft picks make sense. I, I don't know if anybody wants Zadina. I feel like that's more. That's just for us. And we know that nobody loves him more than Iserman. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't hate giving up draft picks. I, uh, I kind of like, like everybody's given Tampa a hard time right now because they gave up a hundred picks for uh, Tanner Janot and, uh, you know, they're out in, in the first round. But, of course, Tanner did, you know, they came out and said he was hurt. So I don't really want to judge his play too much because that didn't really pan out either. Um, what if he's just their Andrew Cobb, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I like that mindset. Like, I know it's it's going to get uh, it's going to get ripped so. apart because of how far they went in the playoffs. But, you know, still. I mean, what they give, they gave up uh, five picks, I think, was it for Tanner? And the chance that even the first round pick becomes a full time NHLer is such a low percentage compared to a guy who they've seen. And like, even just finding another Tanner, like, they're not, you don't necessarily, with your first round pick, need to find Steven Stamkos. But even finding another Tanner Janot is going to be incredibly difficult. And they know, I mean, this past season, they knew they had one on their roster. Like, I, I'm kind of moving closer to that boat. Um, so I'm happy to find out what happens with this first pick on Monday. Of course, the draft lottery. And then uh, making some more decisions from there. Mike, you had a big reaction. What was... Uh... Ooh, um, I think it was uh, Mr. Potster himself, Blake. Uh, saying you guys are nuts. Zadine will be a thirty goal scorer. Wow, that's a uh, it's very optimistic take. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him be like a ten goal scorer. Um, but uh, I, you know, he's not completely devoid of talent. Uh, it's just I, we just haven't seen any evidence of it, you know, panning out yet. Um, so yeah, we're definitely you know kind of sitting tight on that one. Um, I like Tristan threw out here swap uh, Zadina for Albert Johansson. Um, yeah, it would have to be somebody think, we are interested in. So I think that one that trades a little bit closer. Yeah, I think I think you might you might have a winner there. Um, that 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 might get you going. Um, kind of like um, Chewy throwing out there. Will Bert want to come back? Uh, that's one of my favorite moves is when you're able to trade a guy, get assets, and then re-sign him in the offseason. That's uh, like a double dip that works in the video game. I love it. That is a double dip. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think they were really far apart on years and salary, and we heard that Steve's first conversation and uh, Tyler's agent happened. All right. It happened early in the season, and they never talked again. So I... I will say I do not think it's happening. I don't think that's a great way. That's that's not one of those where it's like, oh man, can't wait to call Steve up again and ask him if he's he did gonna get, increase uh, his number. He's gonna he's gonna be one of those guys. Um man. I'm trying to think because he had so many, what was it, ten points in seven playoff games? 
Mm-hmm. Man, what a killer. I feel like the teams that are going to be pursuing him are the teams that were ousted in the first round. I mean, outside yep. of Boston. Yep. I I completely agree. I, I think the teams that are closer to that playoff hunt, too, like that if they feel like they're one player away, um, they got a good core, that's who's making that big move. And hey, I feel like that's where Tyler's going to want his agent to start, you know, accepting those phone calls. You know, maybe the phone call happens, but um, and I, you know, I don't know if I'm necessarily eating crow if it does happen, but um, yeah, I think. I think based on what we've seen, the evidence says we've seen the last of Bertuzzi. Yeah, I don't think Eisman watched those seven games and said, you know what? I was wrong all along. Let's sign <laughs> this guy. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, also, I don't want to pile on Blake. I think he's just a lot more patient than than the rest of us are being. Um, I mean, he was what the sixth pick in his draft. So we know he's 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 talented. Just you know, we just haven't seen the you know the 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 fruits of the labor come out yet. Yeah, and we've um, I mean, how many times have we talked about Zadina's ability to like still be in the positive? I thought you were going to say employed. Bulls for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean though. But you know, he's he's when he's on the ice, the puck moves in the right direction, kind of the the same way that we were talking about. Yeah, you know, like we could. T- talk about Kyle Connor, like Tristan threw out there, myself talking about Nikolai Ellers. You want that puck to move in the right direction. You just want to see that finishing number go up. And sometimes Blake's right. Sometimes it does take some time and you want to be patient. Um, And we have, I don't know, let me remind myself here. How affordable is that? What Are we under two mil for Zadina for the next couple of seasons? Sedina is. Let me get that for you. One point eight two five for two more years. I mean, yeah. What what reason do we have to force it? Unless it was like a somebody saw that in their trade and they're like, "Well, I'll only take this if you give me one more chip," you know. And <laughs> and Blake threw in there, no patience. I think it's just about like if it could work, like. Yeah, I'm I'm here for that conversation. And so I've always had the same mindset with like Tyler Bertuzzi. Like, yeah, if you're gonna give me two first round picks for Tyler Bertuzzi all day, every day, let's let's go. I feel pretty good about it right now. Um, but yeah, that's uh <clears throat> wow. Yeah. I mean he's uh he's a very young guy and uh you know uh in Blake's defense again. Um, I know a lot of us really frustrated with uh, Rasmussen, and now he's, uh, my God, uh, the cornerstone of the team, where if he misses games, the whole team collapses onto itself like a dying star. Um, so I don't know if, you know, Zadina's going to be at that point, but, you know, he's right around that age where uh, Rasmussen started to figure it out a little bit. So there's definitely there's definitely a little bit of smoke. Um, I wish there was more smoke, but there's smoke. Uh, Chewy throws out there, Steve likes picks. Yeah, he says that all the time. Building through the draft. Build, build, build through the draft. So maybe this is a wasted conversation. But, um, yeah, let's keep rolling. Uh, Dylan DeMello is another guy. Um, I kind of just like the conversation for somebody who had, I mean, like, you could see here right on the... Like, right. You could see here on the player card, like, we've talked about players with a specialty, even straight defense for Dylan DeMello. 
99%. So we're not getting that finishing touch, but we are getting a right side defenseman that we've all talked about we need. Yeah, Let's this is a tough response. one if this if this penalty kill is 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 actually um like representative of what he brings because Woo, we could really uh we could really use somebody who wants to do a little <laughs> bit of special teams action. You know what I mean? We've uh, yeah, we've had true. such a bear of a time either, you know, running the point or on, um, you know, the kill, uh, you know, being that guy we can count on where it just feels like, all right, no goals are going in for these two minutes. Um see so yeah, I don't I don't I don't hate this idea. Um, but it definitely feels like, you know, this this would definitely depend on, you know, what we're giving up. Because let's see, does he have like a year left? Uh, two years, only three, three mil. Oh, well, so next season, he's just got next season coming up and then he's a free yeah. agent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you get one year. Yeah. Uh, Killarin is a free agent. Everybody was excited to talk about. Um, I guess it's fine. Uh, people making the association of this being a Tampa Bay lightning. Of course, the Tampa Bay lightning eliminated by the Toronto Maple Leafs as we transition away from the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Um, look, the finishing is up near 80%. <coughs> Penalty kill for Mike is at 90%. I think this is a piece that is going to help us ice a team, but the soon to be 34 year old, um, I, that's, that's it for me. I don't, I don't think this is like a difference maker or anything. This is a, this would be a terrifying signing because I, I feel like he might be a system guy playing with, you know, a couple of the best defensemen in the world yeah, and sure. one of the best goalies in the world uh, that can help elevate that penalty kill number. Um, so he's definitely kind of a situational guy. And we know he's not really bringing any, you know, chutzpah to the even strength, um, you know, portion of his game. So Ooh, this would be picking up a name. Um, I would uh, I would keep this one at arm's length for sure. Dmitry Orlov, free agent, got moved from Washington to Boston. This is a left side defenseman. Um, I mean, we have a very solid defenseman here. Ninety one percent even strength offense on his player card from uh, Jay Fresh. Ninety seven percent finishing on here. Um, even strength defense is still at 67%. Just for me, it's another left side defenseman. So you're basically starting this conversation with the internal conversation of, do we just make this issue even a bigger one <laughs> uh, of how many left side defensemen you have? Uh, it's just for me in Boston. It's tough for me to figure out who we're going to attack. And I know we already talked about uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. So just it gets... It gets tougher, uh, and it's not the same conversation we were having about Winnipeg, where it's like, okay, you can have more fun with this because it's a team that's that's desperate. And I was listening to a podcast earlier today that was trying to figure out, like, okay, Boston gonna lose Bergeron, so now they're losing a huge piece, but cap wise, that's only freeing up two and a half million. So what are you gonna do? And this podcast I was listening to was like. Maybe they explore getting rid of Olmark. And I don't want Linus Olmark. So. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if that's a solution. Um, I, I don't right. know if we're really in the business of collecting goaltenders. I feel like we're. we're, we're oh, I think right we definitely are in the business of collecting goaltenders. Uh, I mean, no, we, we don't need to collect more. Uh, we're right. good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you've got uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. 
Thomas Nosek. Uh, Garnet Hathaway is a great pickup for the Boston Bruins who are on their way to being the number one seed in the playoffs. I, I don't I don't need that on my Red Wings team right now, although, you know, some people are going to say with the role that he was playing for Boston, maybe Detroit needs more of that. Uh, Krejci's probably gone forever. And um, Connor Clifton just doesn't do it for me. And I think if we look at his advanced analytics, it's not so hot either. So Boston's just kind of a no-go. And um, yeah, unless unless you feel, unless you feel, Tyler Bertuzzi was just waiting for the season to end. All right. Here's all the Rangers. Oh, um, yeah. I see, a, I see a little name in there Matt wants to talk about for sure. Yeah, I didn't want to pull up his player card, but I, I figured I'd give you an opportunity to pick out. Wax, his, wax his... poetic before you knock me down a peg. I, I don't. I'm not doing it. I just remind you of what a horrible person he is and how bad I don't want him on my team. <sighs> <laughs> okay so if, if you're not watching on youtube um you know matt brought up the rangers giving me and the i've all oh, right and i've uh i've you know jokingly uh barbed with matt about bringing in patrick kane um because we're gonna pretend that his personal issues off the ice never happened um and we're just gonna talk about um his dwindling goal scoring ability <laughs> which is something i've still fetishized uh because of all the years of torment he used to give us as a blackhawk um but i think it's just something worth exploring because uh i think in recent history the red wings have had kind of interesting um success with guys past age 30 on short-term deals and even if matt doesn't you know with a you know six foot pole want to touch patrick kane uh you know you could be looking at tarasenko matt um i don't know if he's going to command a, a huge number um, and I don't think that he's necessarily dying to be a Ranger, uh, from everything I've read, he's kind of excited to be a free agent and he's kind of excited to be wined and dined. Um, Matt, is this a guy who's going to be wined and dined with Coney dogs and buddies deep dish pizza? I would want a definition of wined and dined. Cause I, I don't know if I saw enough once Tarasenko has moved over to New York, that it was like, yep, this is the guy we got to make a huge play for. Well, so... the, the appeal is that you don't have to trade anything. And he'd be doing a short-term deal because he's 31. Um... Yeah, I think, I mean, the best argument is like, here we are. We're, we're a year removed from 82 points in 75 games, including 34 goals. Um, It's just that fast-forward a year, which one would argue is closer to statistically closer to the output you would get the next year. And we're looking at a guy um, put up 18 goals in 69 games. Uh, and 50 points. I had to add the Rangers and the blues numbers together. And I'm, I'm not good under pressure. All right. Um, so, like, not terrible numbers, but, again, back to wind and dined. Um, I was assuming we would talk Tarasenko because it would be affordable. I I guess it is very possible that the wind and dined gets him above this 3.75 that after a trade, the Rangers could afford to eat. Um, but, yeah, my, that, that would be my conversation is like, oh, how far did he fall? And now I will give him a shot. 
but uh i, I just uh i far. i it's tough to be super duper critical on a guy who would be second on the red wings in points <laughs> even on a down year for him where he had a couple boo-boos um i mean this is a uh, we're just a year removed from you know over a point a game um so I, I just I think it's just something to kind of flirt with because I, I think he's kind of right in that realm um, where Steve likes guys who are going to take maybe a little bit more money on a shorter term deal. Um, and if they're, you know, he does have that St. Louis blood in him, Matt, and we know how much uh, the Red Wings and like acquiring former St. Louis Blues players. So I, I don't think it's that bananas of an acquisition. I think he's kind of right in the wheelhouse. Well, we do have we have a lot of comments up here we've been ignoring. Um, Jim Johnson thrown out there. There's too many softies on the wings. Ottawa showed us what we really need. Um, Sneezy Wheezy. Is laugh going to get moved? Zero points. Seven games in the playoffs. Mike He's, Lafreniere uh, for Zadina, one for one. Oh, who says no? Uh, uh, yeah, good, good question. Um... <laughs> now, um, I think there might be like, if you got in that conversation with the Rangers and you felt like you were making some ground, I would absolutely bring Lafreniere into the system. Uh, I just think it would be nuts for the Rangers to let him go. Cause I think the fans absolutely love Laf. and somebody brought up today, like uh, what I heard in another hockey discussion was that he's doing great for the role they're asking him to play. You know, they're not asking him to be on the first line. They're not asking him to run the first power play. So, yeah, sometimes those guys don't rack up the points when they have another job to do. Um, but that being said, Sneezy Weezy thrown out there. Laugh going to get moved? I don't think so. But if that started getting thrown about, I wouldn't hesitate to give up one of our juicier picks this year plus some stuff. Yeah, so if you popped him into this year's draft, would he be number three? No. No? Where would he be? I mean, I'm saying, like, ceiling is three. I, I think that uh, our boy out of Michigan and then Bedard are easy one-two. Would you not have – where would you have Lafreniere? Would you really have him after the Russian dude that you don't get for a couple seasons? I think Leo Carlson grades out really well. Um, and More Will than Lafreniere? I mean, people are really pumped about that guy. Is that what I'm doing? Am I going back to the draft year, or am I going based off of what we've seen so far? Uh, I mean, we're not just going back to the draft year. We're going off of this draft year. Right. We got a good. We got a nice crop. We goosed him up, man. So... How do I judge okay, this? You it, went okay, crazy. So let me let me uh, let me help you ceiling, out. Let me help you out, bud. Let me help you out. Ceilings right now. Yeah, the ceilings right now for these yeah. names on here are higher than what Lafreniere would would have based on what we've seen so far. Now, if we're talking about the hype going into the draft year, yeah, I'm sure there's an argument to be made that he would be number th uh, number three. I think easily. Bedard and Fantilli are turning this into a draft that's like, oh wow, this is not going to happen for another decade. Uh, but especially Bedard, this is, you know, once in a lifetime, but I just mean having two great talents that'll help an NHL team right away. 
But these other guys, Zach Betts and Will Smith, who we profiled last week, go check out that episode. Leo Carlson, uh, Mitch Goff will be on his way, but those ceilings are higher than what I think what we see right now. Is he worth our two first rounders? Nah, I wouldn't go that far. But wow. I'm sure like New York isn't going to... Like, I'm saying no to that. What do you mean? Wow. I was going to say, I'm sure New York is going to ask for a lot of draft picks, but I, I'm just... I can't, we can't give this a lot of credence because there's no way the Rangers are moving him right now. But man, it just feels like he's, uh, he's really falling far in your eyes, man. I think I'm being reasonable. I, I mean, I'm, I'm putting him what, like seventh on this draft right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know why. Why would I mean, we? we I why thought, would you give up two first round in... picks when you have a possibility to land one of these guys that has a high ceiling? Yeah, maybe. I'm just. I'm saying that we we thought that potential was there, and we're we're not that far removed. He's still a pretty young guy, and he's you know kind of productive right now at a at a baby age. So. So you would give up two first round picks. <laughs> See. This is what, this is the bullshit. This is why I hate, like, talk radio. You throw out the question, and then you're like, well, I'm not doing that bullshit. I, I would, I would think about it. That's, that's tough. I, yeah, give me it. Yeah, we'd all think about it. We don't give me that. It. Hey, don't chastise my answer. You got a whole roundabout way of answering nothing. Yeah, I would do it, Matt. No, no, no. I gave a stop right away. You were like, where does he rank? Is he is he third? And I went, no. Well, do you mean with the what he hype? Do you mean with the draft at the time? Like, Matt, no. Right now, Matt, this draft. No, no everybody's yeah. gonna hear this argument. That Good. those were valid do. questions. I'm glad it's on the tape. Yeah. Those Matt are thinks valid Lafreniere. Questions. Matt has given up on Lafreniere. Sure. Yeah. Me and he's my really, he's really into Will Smith. Ooh. Yeah. Me and my love for the New York Rangers. Hey, that's me. I have the love for the New York Rangers. I love those colors. They make me feel like I'm in America. Um, You're also wearing them right now. That could have been I am. Reason. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Why do you think <laughs> I wear this Piston jersey? It's as close to a basketball uh, Ranger jersey as I could get here. All right. What do we have left? Uh, oh, the Rangers were the last thing I pulled up. So, um, so yeah, I, I think... Uh, no, Lafreniere will not be moved. Yes, I would want to have a conversation about it. Jim Johnson, Kane will not be in Detroit. No, um, he will not. No. Blake thrown out there. I like Kako. Oh, yeah. A few of us hot potatoed that guy in our fantasy league. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim Johnson, Timo Meyer would look good in Detroit. Blake, How does... Can you, Blake, can you help me out on that one? Pedersen. How would we require him? You have to trade for the rights to sign him. What is what is Tebow at? Can I pull up his profile? Did you pull him up? Uh, I can. Hmm. RFA six mil. Don't you have to pay like out the ass to get? Um... So he's had a six million dollar hit. Qualifying mm -hmm. offer has to be ten million dollars, Jib. Oof. I, I mean, don't think have, I'm ready to pay ten million dollars. We, we do have the money for that. Just saying. We do. We do. You're right. <laughs> we do I, have uh, a lot of money would, to throw around. 
that would cause me to pause just a little bit. Um, Jib Johnson, Zadina would end up on the Rangers' fourth line. Not unlike Lafreniere sometimes this year. Um, I like Rangers out there. It'll be interesting to see who Stevie fleeces this year. Um, and Jim throws out there again. Um, we also need to address the goaltending situation behind Huso. Not untrue. Not untrue. Um, righteous though, saying Tarasenko would be just fine. Um, I agree with that. Um, I don't think it would be a mega splash that gets us into the playoffs, but it would be probably important piece. Guy who could score a little bit. And Dan B throws out there no on Meyer, especially after that concussion the other night. Um, I still I'm I'm gonna say no, just mainly because of that ten million dollar hit that uh, I I don't want I don't you want know, any part of. You know what we gotta organize is because um, there's two approaches this off season, and they're so dependent on how the draft lottery falls. Because if we end up winning the lottery. That's when I see that we're a little bit more aggressive and we think about spending money on a Timo rather than if we're, you know, nine or God forbid we fall back again. I I feel like you kind of take an even more patient approach with free agency. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's mm-hmm. super aggressive off season because of some lottery luck. And then there's the patient one when, you know, once again, the lottery balls don't go our way. Um. Well, things that do go our way when we uh, work with DraftKings and Raycon. So uh, guys, sit back just for a minute. We'll be right back to talk Oliver Moore and Gabe Perot. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. And if you're not a new customer, I am on that thing every night with those quick same game parlays you can put together. Uh, one of them I was just looking at. You go tonight, you got Colorado, you get a line, you get a Miko Ratnan goal, and boom, three things that, of course, gets against Seattle. It feels pretty good that's going to happen. Uh, that's just one of the many things that are on there, and they build up those little same game parlays. Guess what? You're going to make a little bit more money. You're combining all of these things that are probably going to happen. Feels pretty good. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplineMA.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y for 67369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. Huh. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality and the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. I use them myself. I'm using them every single day. This is not a wish joke here. You are getting high quality buds 
for not the cost of some of those other suckers that are out there. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare, still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout and you'll be listening to high quality sound. They have an easy free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection. They offer free domestic shipping and flat free international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Like I said, I'm using it myself. Metallica just came out with a new album. You know what I could have done? Could have listened to it in my car. No, I waited till I got home so I could put those earbuds on and jam out properly. You got those three customizable sound profiles, the earbud tap functions. Oh my gosh, listening to a podcast and just tapping that sucker a few times and moving up to the more interesting parts. Hey, skip it over commercials, right? Maybe I shouldn't key on that, but hell. Uh, and noise isolation. If you want to take advantage of all of those fun features and the price point, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. Back, baby. Woo! There we are. Hey, everybody. All right. Quick reminder. Uh, where are we at on uh, our... Well, nothing lottery changed odds. for the draft lottery odds. Yeah, we're still, <laughs> we're still looking at that 5% for pick one, 5.2% for pick two um and of course last uh last week if you guys didn't hear it you want to hear it uh we profiled connor bedard adam fantilli uh we took a look at matt v mitchkoff so we got we got those guys out of the way if we win those first couple of picks because i don't we're not playing any games guys uh if we get pick one we know what's going on we get pick two adam fantilli we don't have to like matt v mitchkoff just that could happen uh, last week we also profiled uh incredible second career for the Academy Award winning actor Will Smith. Um sorry, just kidding. Uh <laughs> the US development team, of course, Will Smith. We profiled him last week. Uh having a hell of a time right now on that first line. Um and uh we'll touch on some of those line mates. Uh last week we we drafted Will Ooh. Smith. Gavin Brindley, Samuel Hansik, Noah Dower Nelson, and Tom Willander. Of course, uh, Noah Dower Wilson, who we profiled last week as well, uh, the brother of Liam. Smash that table. Noah, again, coming with such high numbers, we wondered if maybe Hocken Anderson was watching a Noah Dower Nelson game instead of uh, his brother. And then uh, Tom Willander, why not? Have a Willy Wally pairing. Once Wallander's ready to go. I mean, that's that's the motivation there. Uh, this week, we drafted Oliver Moore, uh, <laughs> pick number nine. Will Smith's line mate, Gabe Perot. Uh, Two guys, then, for the Red Wings. Pick nine and pick 18 from uh, the U.S. development team. And we went Caden Price, ooh. Kane Zimmer, and Daniil. I'm going to say but. <laughs> 
Should I, I call uh, out any of these positions? Yeah, Oliver Morris center, Gabe Perot left wing, uh, Caden Price defense, uh, Kane Zimmer right wing coming from the WHL. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just totally fucking this up. And then Daniil Butt from the MHL, six foot four, 198 pounds, left winger. It's your next Alexander Ovechkin baby. Yeah. All right. Not really. Okay. Uh, so roll through these guys real quick. Like we mentioned, uh, Will Smith, Gabe Pro, playing on the same line together uh, for the U.S. development team. Will, we talked about last week. Gabe Pro right behind him on that points per game, 2.13. Of course, uh, played a couple extra games there. So he's at 132 points, 53 goals, 79 assists. It's just incredible what we've seen, uh, what we've seen that U.S. national team put together uh on the first line um highly recommend i know i shouldn't do this um god damn it all to hell the athletic podcast max boltman led a great conversation with Corey promen um about that uh u.s national development team i i recommend it go check it out uh but basically you're looking at some guys that are putting together such great numbers it's gonna i, I mean it's for me turned my head and now like last week i was trying to cheat on fc hockey on my mock draft so that i could get will and gabe um i just gave up at some point and uh here we are this week it all worked out because i went with oliver moore who's got 74 points and 60 games played he's down at the bottom of that list there for the u.s national team um so let's let's start talking about more here mike a center five foot eleven Left-handed shot. Um, I believe our boy is headed to Minnesota uh, for some college hockey. Um, consolidated ranking from Elite Prospects has met number eight. Uh, the highest this guy has been ranked is by Elite Prospects is uh, at number six. And Draft Prospects Hockey has met number 20. That would be the, the highest He's ranked on any of these. Oh, Dauber Prospects has him at number six as well. Um, what do we, yeah, we think? That guy is uh, really tough to like extrapolate those numbers uh, playing against the under 18. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. you got to consider some of the competition I think you're going against. Um, I I do uh, I do get a more uh, wet noodle um, like for guys who are uh, playing against men. Um, I mean, well, you know, it's not like it's never happened before, but uh, I do like uh, being able to kind of gauge and use that valuable of a draft pick on a guy who's actually, you know, played some tougher competition. Now, uh, Blake throws out there, we have Casper to fill a center role. We need a scoring winger for Larks like Boldy. That's why I picked up Gabe Perel. We'll be good. Um, what else we got in here? Dan B, Smith, and Perot combined, plus 150. I kind of, you know what I really like? If you could get a couple of these guys, because we're going to talk about, uh, we'll jump into like Scott Wheeler's take on Gabe. Um, what if one of these guys is the reason this line is firing off and you pick up the wrong one? So if you pick up Will Smith and you've got two first round picks, I really like the idea of getting two of those guys because one, I think their development goes better because they're still playing together. But two, again, what if you drafted the wrong guy that makes this whole line for the U.S. national team grow? And, and you want to go? You want to go with, uh, you know, 
go with the other guy. You got, you got Gabe, you got Will Smith. This is, uh, by the way, this is a pretty glowing review here. Oh, whoops. Um, and this is Oliver Moore. I completely forgot. I got so excited talking about Gabe Perot and Will Smith, but this <laughs> this profile uh, right here is for Oliver Moore. Uh, yeah, just, you know, the first line is, you know, been putting all the points in, um, but, you know, really impressed with Moore. Um, you know, his skating ability in straight lines when he's turning defenders with ease out wide and in quick bursts um, with the explosive stops and starts. Um, he's got, uh, and he basically, the, the description, he's, he's almost like a, like a trained show pony. Uh, cause the guy's got the gallops, the cutbacks, the crossovers, all of it. Um, I've seen him create breakaways with ease when races he shouldn't and send defenders sliding when he stops up on them with a head full of steam. Um, hunts pucks, applies pressure with the best of them. Uh, one of those guys, a motor doesn't stop Steve, huh? You know, you like those guys. Uh, can you imagine if this guy was six foot five? Oh man, Steve would need a <laughs> few minutes with some tissues. Um, yeah, he wants to hang out of the puck, make plays, but also hurry it up and dominate in uh, in and out of give and goes. Pretty good one timer. Um, pretty good catch and release, um, and he's adding strength, um, which is another important thing with these, um, you know, adding these kids is uh, you know they got a lot of body to fill out. Um, but yeah, another guy who's uh, you know going to be strong in the faceoff circle. Uh, we know the Red Wings, uh, you know, been having some struggles uh, finding guys who can take and win uh, faceoffs. Um, but yeah, puck protection in really good shape. Um, and really, based on this uh, analysis, it's just not that much to nitpick. Um, looks like he's he's a guy who's growing, a uh, guy who does have skill. He's got that that uh, motor that doesn't quit. Um, and the basic, you know, summary is that, you know, maybe not a, a super duper star like, you know, like Bedard, um, but, you know, definitely marketable skills. Uh, they'll make this guy a, a productive National Hockey League player. So, yeah. Um, you know, if if we once again get screwed by the lottery, um, you know, definitely a guy to think about. So this is a pretty glowing review. And uh, I think this is what we would champion. Um you know, should uh, Steve, um, you know, use his pick on this guy? Yeah, to me, it reads like you're drafting this guy thinking middle six plus some power power play, maybe maybe a specialist here, uh, especially with the this the catch and release, the um, the one timer ability. So I, I I like that aspect of it, and um, you know that there's so many holes to fill on this team. And I think when you're talking about filling a guy, you know, like bringing in a guy who's going to be your middle six center, I kind of like the idea too of Oliver Moore and especially like Scott pointing out here that faceoffs doing great. Uh, all those little things doing great. We don't, we don't need to develop too much. I think this is one of those guys that makes so much sense because you're going to see him in like a year or two instead of this being one of those long projects or God forbid it's a Mitchkoff project. Um, Another one here, Gabe Perot. All right, so we were just talking about the U18 uh, U.S. team's first line. Um, so Gabe, 17, right winger, 165 pounds, 5'11". Consolidated ranking has Gabe at 26. I, uh, I was using, what was it? Is FC Hockey on here? There it is. Had him at uh, rank 22. Uh, the highest ranking he's got is by Sportsnet, 
And I think he goes as far as 41, which Mike, we have picks 41, 42, and 43. So it is possible we get this, uh, we get our boy in the second round, uh, according to recruit scouting. But uh, yeah, this, this does look like this is going to be <laughs> going to a team. Uh, Gabe, if the, you know, the wings aren't drafting them with their second first round pick, but Gabe looks like the kind of guy that's going to go to a team that uh, won't need him right away. And they're going to get, they're going to get a guy they can be patient with and is probably going to be able to put pucks in the back of the net. So uh, maybe a little bit more development time, but he's going to go into these teams that are playoff teams right now. Um, really like uh, this comparison here uh, as he's competing with his own line mate, Will Smith, Gabe is, uh, and trying to catch up to Jack Hughes, USNTDP numbers. Uh, 2.24 points per game for Jack Hughes. Gabe at two points, uh, doing fantastic work. Um, really impressive. Uh, he's on top of Cole, uh, Cole Colefield, uh, Logan Cooley, Trevor Zegras, Matt Boldy, and down at the bottom, our boy, Larks. At point nine three, it's an extra point over an extra point per game uh, for US. Uh, what is that? USNTDP. Okay. Now Scott, this is interesting, right? So this would actually be like the highest ranking, right? Scott Wheeler has Gay Pro at number eight for his top thirty-two picks here, um, but he confesses he stuck his neck out for Perot quite a bit here. Um, there are many who settled on Perot as more of a mid to late first rounder because of the combination of his skinny frame, uh, the line mates he plays with, and the perceived questions about his skating. He's likely going to be the fourth player from the national program pick because of his game is believed to be less projectable. Less projectable doesn't mean he's going to be bad. It's just like we talked about with Oliver Moore. What I see is a guy who's middle six, probably develops a little bit quicker, gets a power play specialty in there. Know what's going on, Gabe? Question mark. But could be a high ceiling with those points he's putting up. Um, son of a longtime NHLer Yannick Perot too. Kind of mm. fun to think about. Yeah. Uh, he gets shots off extremely fast without bobbles and uh, great catch and release sequences. He plants things out on the ice uh, with speed, then finds a way to make the desired play. Slick one on one player. Also wait that extra split second and then just sling a pass tape to tape across the green. He became a real puck thief by years end, consistently tracking back hard to empty the tank and make effort plays on lifts. Now that is what I love reading about Gabe Perot. This guy's back check checking is incredible. This is something like really made it a part of his game. So this speaks to two different levels, two things we talk about all the time. Can we find a prospect that is willing to be coached and willing to learn. And he's doing, he's doing the learning. He's executing at a very high level. Um, Gabe for me is somebody I, I shoot. I, this is my first time reading one of Scott Wheeler's articles. So I haven't been tricked by him for the entire season, but Gabe's one that I've had on my radar. And it's one of those things. We all become doofuses, right? Once the draft rolls around, um, I did want to share this. I, I listen to uh, the Anthony Jeselnik podcast every week, and his uh, podcast partner is uh, Greg Rosenthal of the NFL. He confessed this week he hates the NFL draft. He's like, I have to watch so many prospects, watch all these games, 
of these prospects playing against absolute shit teams. And he's like, and I do it to see which of these 10% of these guys are going to become great NFLers. And he's like, this is such a fucking waste of time to focus on all this bad football to figure yeah. out who's going to be good at it. And um, it opened my eyes, but this is one of those things where it's like, that kind of soured me a little bit, but um, it, it's it's like, this is the kind of guy that gets me excited again about looking at these draft prospects. Now, um, we're going to run through run through these last couple of guys because Mike's reminding me here, we're at an hour and seven minutes. Uh, so I promised uh, we'd go quicker through these episodes postseason, and, uh, you know, we're not. So, uh, real quick. Uh, I also picked up Caden Price. Uh, we'll just knock out Tony Ferrari. Price shows some some impressive playmaking. This would, of course, be uh, pick number 41. So we're going 41, 42, 43. Uh, impressive playmaking there from the blue line. Uh, facilitating for his teammates and putting him in good position to score. Not bad. Uh, Daniel Butt, after playing on Russia's Halinka uh, Gretzky uh, team two summers ago, Played a point per game level in the MHL as one of the top two. Uh, what the fuck is a top 2005? Uh, last season, it began his draft year on a tear in the MHL, scoring 11 goals in his first 15 games of the season before earning a mid-October promotion to the KHL for his first for the first time. Uh, committed two foot 200 foot game. He could look a little uncoordinated out there at times. He skates well for his size. His hands are nimble for his size. Draws real. And there's some definite tools there. When I called him the next Alexander Ovechkin, I was kind of just playing off the Russian aspect. He's big and he scores goals. So maybe not getting quite Ovechkin, but um, hey, we need a guy who can rip it. And then Kane Zimmer. Um where am I at? Uh, he was the number four pick in the 2019 Bantam draft. Uh, last year, he led Prince George in goals, finished second in points. 57, one back of one height. Uh, this year, he finished in the WHL's top 10 in goals and points. Uh, regressed a little after his hot start. Strong, physically mature winger. Uh, and he's at six feet. You know, this is this is one of those things. Let's, let's start adding some bulk in here. We're getting these guys that are goal scorers. Enough of these goddamn playmakers. Let's put the puck in the back of the net. So, oh, Dan B., thank you. 2005 is the birth year. <laughs> <laughs> Reading that, like, point per game level in the MHL is one of the top 2005s. <laughs> what the fuck is a 2005? <sighs> All right. Um, you guys are having a lot of conversation, not about the draft, so I'm wondering if... These even need to continue, but uh, that's who we're drafting uh, in our second go around in the mock draft. Um, I think basically we're seeing <laughs> some opportunity here to uh, land some goal scorers, some real um, potential in that uh, ever going game of mine to keep adding to our finishing potential. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think, I think too, this, this is, this should be relaxing because I don't expect us to make all five of these picks. They're going to be traded away. But, um, you know, if we do, there's a lot of potential out there. There's a lot of fun picks to be had. Like, even if we didn't land a guy like Daniil Butt, who's six foot five and can rip it, there's going to be some fun picks out there, like Noah Dower Nelson. 
I think it would be fun to just have that conversation. I would love to have a butt on the blue line. I know he's a winger, but it was just a fun sentence to say. Um, oh, he might. Oh, he might be on the power play. Why not? But we got to do uh, not sign next off? next week. Two. Uh, so we're man, do the tease because we're going to be doing uh, happy box, sad box uh, for a draft lottery reveal night. What? Oh, on Monday. That's right. Uh, we're going to record together. We're going to record live. We could all watch Same it room. together. Happy box, Mike. We have very nice bourbon that we'll introduce. I have it. It's actually. I'm getting champagne. See, where's my kitchen? It's actually right here, right yeah. through this wall. And then, uh, what should our sad box be? Are we gonna do like a box of wine? Uh, I, I was gonna bring champagne. I was gonna bring champagne for happy box. Uh, sad box. Oh, um... Celebrating with the bourbon. <laughs> no, you're right. Sad box like, is the bourbon. Happy box is the champagne. I feel like sad box is probably a uh, vegetable and uh, yeah. maybe some sort of ginger drink that we don't like very much. Ooh, um, yeah. yeah, and like uh, one of those moonshines, something like that. Oh, Danby flat champagne. Oh, how about diet flat Pepsi? Ooh, that's that would sad be a box. really good sad box. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so, yeah, you guys get your happy and sad boxes together. We'll watch together. We'll celebrate. We'll cry. Um, we'll be, you know, we'll be quick. We'll kind of just talk about, like, okay, who have we profiled so far? What's going to happen with this pick? And we'll say, well, we're probably going to draft Connor Bedard. And then we'll sign off. But, um, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. And uh, I don't know. No, Maybe we... we'll end early because I don't know if I want to watch Chicago win Connor Bedard. Um. <laughs> uh... No, because I mean, uh, even if things, uh, you know, take a turn for the the sour, um, it gives us a little bit better of an idea of what we're going to do with the off season, right? Where it's mm-hmm. probably going to be more aggressive if we win, and probably a little more conservative and patient if we don't. So then we kind of have more of a direction and yeah, be easier to kind of talk about, you know, free agency moves and you know guys we might trade for. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it. So we'll see you guys on Monday. We won't be recording on Wednesday because Mike and I will actually be at the LCA watching. All Elite Wrestling. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, if any of you guys are going, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hang out and grab a beer. Um, But yeah, we'll see you guys uh, on Monday. Biggest night of our lives. Again. (laughs) Wait, not this Monday. What's that date? May 8th. May 8th? Wow, is that soon? Yep. Holy shit, it is May 8th. Wow, did man, you, I can't wait for that episode. <laughs> Woo! Let's go! With Obi number one! Mike just found out. Woo! I didn't Mike just found out it's May. Yeah, right. I just realized. Number one! Sorry if I blew out all your eardrums, but we're going to number one! Oh no, there's an ad in there. Alright, now it is time to sign up. Get out of here, aging offer. Alright, see you guys. Alright, bye. <laughs>